7 o'clock from verse 30. Amen. Amen. It says, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Father, we thank you for the blessing of the Lord. We ask you to speak into our hearts, and we pray that you would give us understanding today. And we ask in Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody said amen. And you may be seated. God bless you. As it was in the days of Noah. Amen. Many years ago, I heard this preached from, and I have never forgot what was said. Because um, it impacts me even today in this message. Uh, the, the brother that was preaching uh, told uh, how that often when we read this, we think as it was in the days of Noah. The immediate uh, comparison that comes to mind is often the sin, the corruption. I want you to build a boat. Uh, it was called an ark. And, and uh, he and his sons um, uh, began to build that boat. Um, and uh, they, it took many years for it to happen. We understand it was somewhere around 120 years of, of, of labor. Um, now, uh, I think if you could uh, hear Noah talking to his boys, um, uh, uh, I think that he would probably have said something like what I heard my dad say or what I heard my foreman say sometime. Uh, uh, pick up a tool. The ark won't build itself. Uh, uh, you're going to have to do something about it. And, uh, uh, and so God gave the plan, and we follow the plan and build the ark. Amen. Uh, Noah built an ark uh, to the saving of his family. Thank God he did. And uh, we can uh, know that Noah built, uh, no doubt, for everyone uh, to get on that ark. Uh, But uh, uh, while it may be built for everyone, you make room for everyone. Uh, You work with those who will let you. Um, And uh, it was, in this case, his his family. Um, The Bible says there were eight uh, There were eight, and that means it was Noah and his wife, their three sons, and their three wives. And so there were eight that we know of that was on that ark. The Bible lets us know that God gave us a plan. He gave us a plan, and as it was in the days of Noah, God has given us a plan for the saving of our souls. Um, 
the scripture lets us know in Acts chapter 2. Um, it was in Acts 2 and 37, if you read there. Um, uh, now, when they heard this, um, when you realize what it was that they heard, uh, it was about the preaching about Jesus. Um, and uh, the verse uh, uh, 36, uh, the end of verse 36 tells us um, uh, that God hath made that same Jesus, uh, whom ye have crucified, uh, both uh, Lord and Christ. And then verse 37 says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? They were pricked in their heart. That word prick is found later in Acts 9. I won't go there, but in Acts 9 when Paul, uh, in his uh, uh, unsaved condition, he was Saul uh, of Tarsus. Uh, and the Lord appeared to him and spoke to him and said, It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. What is that prick? Uh, that prick was uh, something that they were familiar with. It was something that was on a harness of like an ox, a harness of maybe a horse. It was something that was a prong that was there for a stubborn animal that would kick and it would hurt him. And they were pricked in their heart. There was something that they felt the pain. It wasn't to to destroy them. It was to remind them you're under a conviction. You feel something. How many members when you felt pricked in your heart? Uh, you felt something. You said, man, something's going on. I don't understand it. Uh, why do I feel the way that I feel? It's because God was talking to your heart. Uh, amen. He was speaking to you. Um, I tell you, there are hurting people. Uh, they don't. Uh, I believe God's preparing to do something. Uh, amen. God's getting people ready. When I came home yesterday uh, uh, from camp meeting, it's just like when I arrived in town, just boom. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm just confronted with individuals. I mean, wherever I went, there would be somebody. A, a gentleman hollered out to me, hey. And uh, I hadn't talked to him for a long time uh, about the Lord. He said, I'm so stirred. Uh, me and my wife was talking. He said tears were filling her eyes. And as he talked to us uh, uh, about, uh, uh, he said, you know, I just feel like something's about to happen. I said, something is about to happen. You need to get in church. Uh, you need to get into the house of God. Let me teach you a Bible study. Um, I went to the gas station to fill up with uh, fuel and and uh, I was uh, pumping, and I looked over, I, uh, and I saw a man. He was laying face down uh, on the ground, uh, on the concrete. And I thought, what has happened? And, and I, at first I thought maybe he was doing something, you know. there was uh, I, I didn't know if it was an employee looking down in, into a tank or something. But then I realized, no, this man is hurting. And I ran over to him, and, and uh, he was face down, and I, I'm trying to uh, talk to him. I said, sir are you all right? Uh, no, I'm not all right. I, I'm hurting. And, and I said, where are you hurting? I don't know if he broke something or what it was. And, and uh, uh, I'm trying to uh, decide. I said, you want me to call for help? No, no, please don't do that. He didn't want that. And, and, uh, uh, and so I'm still talking to this man who's face down. And, and, uh, uh, and then 
uh, a, a lady stopped and and uh, she, she, I don't know what her tags were, but she obviously was somebody that could work with people in distress. And, and she reached down and began to help him. And uh, her and I together got him up. And when he was back on his feet, I looked at him and I says, oh, I know who you are. And I called him by name. And he said, just help me to sit down. And the lady left, and I stayed there talking to him, and, and he said, I, I'm, I'm going to be all right now. And uh, uh, as I talked to him, I realized uh, this man needs God. Um, uh, this man needs God. He reached out. He, he said, Pastor, thank you. Thank you. Um, this is a man that was in our church, um, not for church service, but for one of the classes my wife had. Uh, a man that was in need, a man that used to have a position in the community. Um, a man, though, that today is a man that's hurting, uh, hurting, and he needs God. Um, oh, I'm telling you, friend, it seemed like everywhere we went for a little bit, uh, it was like somebody was needing God. Somebody was hungry. Uh, somebody needed. Oh, I'm telling you, if you ask God to lead you, he'll lead you. If you, all oh, saint of God, if you want to do something, you can. You can stand here and we can do all kinds of things and shout and run and do all these things. Thank God for it. But when we get out there, we need to take him with us and tell somebody about Jesus. Somebody say amen. Praise God. And so the Bible lets us know that Noah was building an ark. And so what shall we do, they said in verse 37. Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said, repent in verse 38 and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he goes on in verse 39. He said, for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. But verse 40 said, and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. He's saying, I have given you a plan. Now do something with the plan. I have told you what to do. Now it's up to you. Noah could not have been saved if he didn't obey the plan and follow the plan and build an ark. God's wanting you to build an ark for yourself. With the scripture says, and I don't have it marked, but in the book of Genesis, when God is talking to Noah, he says, build thee an ark. He didn't say, build me an ark. He said, build yourself an ark. I've given you the plan. And now it's up to you. Somebody ought to say amen to that. Uh, amen. When in uh, camp meeting, uh, the theme, of course, Brother Steve shared, it was about evangelism. Uh, and uh, 
I tell you, it stirred my spirit afresh. It just stirred me up to do something more. I've got to do something more. Brother Vic Votal, who was one of the Friday morning speakers, he made a statement. He said, there, there is people that look at somebody that wins souls, and they say, You're, you must have a gift. He said, soul winning is not a gift. It's a responsibility. Amen. That means you and you and you and you. That means all of us. Stop saying I'll leave it up to somebody else because they've they've got the way to do it. No, God wants to use you. He wants to use every one of us because it's a responsibility to us. And I'm believing that God's getting ready to do some mighty and wonderful things. Brother Daniel Scott was the first speaker on Friday morning. Brother Daniel Scott is a retired missionary from Ecuador. And then he came back from Ecuador and then he worked in developing what has become the multicultural ministry of the United Pentecostal Church. It started off as the Spanish ministry. And and uh, and he he's a tremendous uh, uh, man of God, uh, soul winner. And, and he's 92. Two years old, uh, and you wouldn't believe it when he's in the pulpit. Uh, I tell you, he and and worships and dances and shouts, uh, and, and uh, uh, that, uh, you want to know what keeps him young? Just watch him. Uh, he's a praiser. He's a worshiper. Uh, amen. Uh, but God also speaks to him, and he says, uh, I, "He says for years, he says it's been my time with God for years, five to six o'clock every morning." Uh, he says. As I spend it with God and God talks to him and I've read prophecy before that God has given to him and it's powerful but he told a prophecy God spoke to him about what he's about to do and he told he said there are thousands of Trinitarians the Lord told him thousands of Trinitarians that are about to come into the truth in Missouri amen he said to us he said, prepare yourself, get yourself ready, because we're on the verge of something that's about to happen. I tell you, church, we've got to be ready. We've got to be ready. We've got some empty seats here today, but it may be a day when it's going to fill up. There's going to be more what God's going to do. Hallelujah. He told about how that when he was in a city in Ecuador and the church that he pastored there, it was a great church, and it became the largest uh, evangelical church in uh, of all denominations in that city. It was a large city, and and he says. Uh, but God impressed him not to build a mega church. He said, no, don't build a mega church. He said, start daughter works. And today, throughout that city, there are 125 daughter works out of that church. And that church has a 1,500 seat auditorium, the one that he pastored. And they have three services. He said it again. And he says, I heard the pastor stand up and tell the people. He says, I know you want to hear uh, 
the, the, uh, your, your founding missionary uh, speak. Uh, but if you was at the 830 service, would you please not come back? Uh, we need the space uh, for the others that want to come. Uh, he says, in all my life, I've never heard uh, a Pentecostal preacher say, please stay home. Uh, we don't have room for you in this service. Uh, amen. Uh, but he's talking about what happens when revival comes. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, that's what all to be. We need to lose. I heard Brother Ethan Hagen, and you all heard me talking about Brother Ethan Hagen and him preaching his first message outside of Bible school right here in Palmyra, in our church. And I was excited to hear him preach, and what a great job he did. And God's using him mightily. But there was something he said, we don't need to be territorial. Amen. I tell you, that's something that is very bothersome sometimes to preachers. We get to feeling like this is my territory. This is my town. This is my county. This is my city. But I'm telling you, it's the will of God that we reach the lost. Amen. I said that we reach the lost. God help us. It may be that I can reach somebody in your neighborhood and you can reach somebody in my neighborhood. I may reach somebody in your town and they may reach somebody in our town. Oh, God can do it. It's happening in our area. It's happening in our region. Brother Kenny, who's now bishop of the Canton Church, and and when when brother brother Kenny told about, he says God opened the door. He says in in LaBelle, and he says we went to LaBelle and and we asked a, a, a church there, do you mind if we use your building to have you know a, a place. Where we can worship, and they said, sure, you can come. He says, we started on Tuesday night uh, having Bible study there, and he says, uh, the pastor of that church, uh, the one that they were borrowing from, uh, came to him and said, look, we just decided to shut down our Wednesday night church. We want to come to your church, uh, and so they're coming to their church. Uh, that's happening and just up the road. Uh, are you hearing me? Uh, I'm telling you. Uh, and then Brother Kenny says, but I, I, I drive an hour and 15 minutes to a group of people. He said they're older people, but he says I have 20 or 30 that meet over in Macomb. He says I'm driving over there and having Bible study there. I'm telling you when God opens a door, let's do what we can. Let's do what we can. I don't know what the Lord's going to do, but I can tell you I've been telling my wife I want to see another daughter work. We've got one in Monroe City and God's blessed it. But if God will open a door, I want to see another daughter work started. Amen. We've got people that can qualify. Amen. To minister and to bless. It's not all, oh, friend, are you hearing me? There's too many lost people for us to feel like it's just for us in this place. It's for everyone. Somebody say amen. 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 And God has put something in my spirit recently. I want to read from Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1 through 8. I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead 
dreaded his appearing in his kingdom. Paul is writing to Timothy, all right? He says, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure strong doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. But watch thou in all things. He writes to Timothy, endure afflictions. Listen, do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered in the time of my departures at hand. He says, I've done my work. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day and not to me only but unto all them that love his appearing for some weeks no months God has been impressing that scripture that says do the work of an evangelist God keeps reminding me do the work of an evangelist do the work of an evangelist amen I think to myself I'm a pastor I tell people I know God called me to be a pastor, but so was Timothy. Timothy was a bishop, but it didn't mean he didn't know how to do the work of an evangelist. I'm telling you, I believe that we need to do the work of an evangelist. Find yourself somebody that you can somehow say, I want to see what they do. I want to see what they're doing. Amen. I tell you what they're doing. They're knocking on doors. Uh, they're teaching Bible studies. Uh, they're doing what they can. Uh, they're learning how to pray people through to the Holy Ghost. Uh, I believe it's our duty, uh, amen, to be a soul winner uh, for the Lord uh, and to do uh, the work of an evangelist. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11, um, it says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets um, and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. This is known as the five-fold ministry ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Um, what are they? Uh, apostles govern, um, prophets guide, um, evangelists uh, gather, uh, pastors guard, uh, and teachers ground. Uh, amen. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about what the evangelist does. Uh, the evangelist uh, gathers. Uh, he gathers. Uh, what did Paul Peter say on the day of Pentecost uh, when they said, what shall we do? He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You must repent. No one can do that for you. You repent. You have to ask the Lord's forgiveness. You are the one that repents. Someone else will baptize you. 
You cannot baptize yourself. Someone else will baptize you. And God fills you with the Holy Ghost. I believe that God's will is for you to be filled with His Spirit. He's willing and ready to fill you with His Spirit. And when you do, you will speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. I'm going to close if the music would come. I heard Brother Chris Green, an evangelist, I heard Brother Chris Green talk about being in a service. He said there were 22 that received the Holy Ghost. But he says before that last one received the Holy Ghost, he said there was a Jewish Orthodox scholar from Jerusalem there. And he said, I will not pray to Jesus. I believe in one God, but Jesus is not that God. I would only believe that Jesus is God. If God spoke to me personally in Hebrew... And there was a girl there, a first-time visitor that was receiving the Holy Ghost right then. And she was speaking in tongues. He heard her and he said, she's speaking in Hebrew. Everyone there that was near him, they said, what is she saying? He said, she is repeating over and over, I am God and my name is Jesus. I am God, and my name is Jesus. Need I say more? He received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues and was baptized in the only saving name of Jesus. I'm preaching to you. It's for us today. It's for us. I want to be an evangelist. I said, I want to be an evangelist. God wants us to be soul winners. It's the work of an evangelist. It's the work of an evangelist. Hallelujah. Oh, I love him today. I love him today. Would you just lift your hands to the Lord and let's just love him. Hallelujah. You have done so much for us already, Lord, and we're just appreciating, God, what you have done. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Noah built an ark. As it was in the days of Noah, it's going to be in the last days. What's interesting when you read it, now look at this for me in the closing here. In Luke 17, when you read this, they did eat. Tell me, is it a sin to eat? I hope not because we're all getting ready to go eat here in just a little bit. Amen. It's not a sin to eat. They drank. What were It doesn't mean they were drinking alcoholic beverages. That's what comes to mind sometimes. I'm going to go drink here in a little bit. It'll probably be a, you know, iced tea or water or Coke or milk or whatever you want to serve me. That's all right. They drank. They married wives. I hope that's not wrong. I don't think it is. They they were given in marriage, and that doesn't that doesn't mean divorce. We still give in marriage. Who giveth this woman to be married? We still give in marriage. Parents giving their daughters to be married. That's what that amounts to. It's an ancient saying. Until the day that Noah entered the ark. Likewise, 
as it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. Not one thing is a sin that he named. Not one of those things is a sin. You see, it's going to be the same way. But there's a day coming when the Lord's going to come. And he's going to interrupt life. He's going to interrupt things. I remember when I was not married and I was single and I was thinking, I'd hear about the preaching of the coming of the Lord and i think, oh, Lord, please don't come till I get married. Just let me get married. I want to know what it's like to have a wife. Just let me get married. Well, <laughs> I've, had, I've had, I'm at 47. I've had 47 wonderful years of marriage. And he still hasn't come. And I've married a lot of kids since then. Or I shouldn't call them kids. A lot of wonderful people. And I, I, I was talking to Noah and Chloe. I was talking to Chloe, actually. I guess I said, uh, I, I guess both of you wasn't. And I says, uh, I was speaking to your wife. And I thought, that's hard to say. But it's his wife. And nothing wrong with that. It's a wonderful blessing of God. But I'm going to tell you what the Lord's going to do. He's going to come and interrupt our plans someday. And when he does, I hope that you're ready to meet him. That's my place. I'm helping you get ready. I'm helping you get ready. If you're not ready, I'm telling you how to get ready this morning. Praise God. Why? Because when I read the rest here, the Bible says uh, the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven, destroyed them all. I'm telling you, I don't want to be here when the church goes away. I want to be ready to meet the Lord. Hallelujah. They got on the ark, and you know what the ark did? The flood came. The flood, here it is. Get the picture. The flood is destroying everything and everybody. But the ark is floating above it. Woo, hallelujah. God's going to keep you. Uh, uh, that, that's, that's why uh, you're building an ark this morning. You're building a, a place of safety. Uh, God's give you the plans and the directions, and he said, go, save yourself from this untoward generation. Hey, boys, uh, that ark isn't going to build by itself. Get you a tool and go at it. Yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So I'm telling you, this is what the Bible says. He said, repent and be baptized. If after you repent, you haven't been baptized, you, you, you need to get baptized. We got water, and we'll baptize you in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. But, but look at this. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's a promise to you. You're going to get the Holy Ghost. You're going to get the Holy Ghost. God's going to give you his spirit. It's going to come on the inside. I told that man yesterday, I said, you need the spirit. You need the spirit. Let God baptize you with his spirit. Woo! Hallelujah. I wonder if you'd stand with me. Praise God. Praise God. I, I want us to repent.
I want us all to repent. Would you just let's do it together? And some who maybe have never repented can repent. And some who haven't repented today can repent. Amen. I, I repent every day. Praise God. But would you just pray with me? And if you don't know how, what to do in repentance, just, just follow me. Jesus, Lord, I know that I need you every day. And, and I know, God, that uh, in many things I have failed you and displeased you. And I'm asking you to forgive me. I'm asking you to forgive me of every sin that <clears throat> I have committed. I'm asking you, Lord, that you would just forgive me, Lord, of even thoughts that I have thought uh, that have displeased you, uh, words that I have spoken, uh, deeds that I have done, uh, things that I should have done that I didn't do. Forgive me, Lord. Uh, I want no sin, uh, no attitude, uh, nothing, God, within me, Lord Jesus, that displeases you. Uh, Lord, anything that my eyes have looked upon that has displeased you, forgive me. Uh, I want to be pure. Uh, I want to be washed this morning. Morning. I want to be clean. I'm asking you, Lord, to take away my sins. I'm asking you, Lord, to forgive me, Lord. Take it away this morning. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I wonder how many knows God heard that prayer right then? How many knows he heard that prayer? Would you just thank him for it? Would you just thank him for it? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you're a forgiver of our sins. Amen, 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 amen. And here's the thing he said, and be baptized. And if you haven't been baptized, you need to get baptized. But I'm going to tell you something. If you haven't received the Holy Ghost, you can't get the Holy Ghost while you're repenting. And so you got to make up your mind. Has he forgive you? And if he forgave you, you need to be, start praising him and worshiping him and expecting the Holy Ghost because it's going to be there. Hallelujah. 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 I, I'm trusting the Lord. I'm believing God for it. Hallelujah. Isn't God good that he's praying?